0: We all have pain. Our pain does not make us any special. It's not like because I experience X, I'm more special than a person who experienced Y. No, pain is pain, man. Ultimately, that person is suffering. That person is suffering, right? So it's what you do with it. It's who you become. Choose to become. You know, you can be a victim, or you could choose to actually inflict it on others, which is like you know I can't stand when I see it. Versus, you can say that I'll become better because of this. I will come out as I will be better.
1: Hey guys, that's a little preview of today's podcast with Kamal Ravikant. Welcome to episode number 26. I am Alex Starr and this is Pull Up a Seat. And this is about the 40th take I have done of this. So I'm going to actually post this one no matter what happens. I'm so excited for today's podcast. It's about a year in the making to finally get Kamal on here and uh, our schedules to work out. So I'm super stoked for you guys to listen to him uh, talk about his newest book, Rebirth. Uh, which is a fantastic little fiction novel about walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain. And man, we get into all types of topics about uh, how to, you know, kind of decide what to commit to in life, the past that we follow, um, how to deal with pain and depression, contemporary masculinity, all types of awesome stuff. Um, He also is an advisor to multiple startups. He runs a venture capital fund, and he's got these three books that he's written. Uh, So really interesting guy. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I'm going to be doing my first non-paid sponsor today because I realized that I don't need to be paid uh, to just kind of showcase interesting people I know and and friends that are doing unique and amazing things. So today's is the SavvySweetPotato.com, which is run by my good friend, Corey, who has a master's in nutritional science, and she's got about 100 recipes on there, all for free. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, vegan free, gluten free, dessert, snacks. Um, with great pictures and recipes to follow to get back on that healthy train in mid-January. So, thesavvysweetpotato.com. Check that out and share this post on Facebook. I'm going to be selecting five of you out of the first 25 um, to send a copy of Kamal's new book, Rebirth, to. So, just go to Facebook, type in Pull Up a Seat with Alex Starr, go to the top uh, post, share it, write a little note if you enjoy it, and I will send you guys a book. Um, So, without further ado, enjoy this episode with Kamal Ravikant.
0: Welcome to Pull Up a Seat with your host, Alex Starr.
1: cool well, let's go ahead and start dude uh thanks so much kamal for coming on um you know i read you know we're here to talk about this guy right here Woo! Uh-huh. rebirth yeah that's
0: that's the uh, advanced reader copy the man the final one the hardcover it's beautiful it's is it well, i gotta
1: tell you, i felt pretty uh- special getting like the advanced reading copy i felt pretty cool thanks, getting that. um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how the hardcover comes out um i'm still getting that one too so um but you oh, know what I initially heard about you from your first book. I want to backtrack a little bit from Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, yeah. which if anyone listening hasn't read it, it takes 20 minutes, 30 minutes to read probably if you're a fast yeah. 30 minutes to read. Yeah. And it's just like so succinct and to the point that I think that's what really hits home. And that's what hit home for me. And I'm sitting there going, all right, let me try this. I love myself. I love myself. And I'm like, oh my God, if I sound like such a pansy right now, like if anyone heard my thoughts, you know, but I kept trying it and it started leading to these really incredible things. But what I wanted to ask you was, you know, in there, you talked a lot about being in the entrepreneurial world in Silicon Valley and this yeah. immense resistance. I don't know if you've read Stephen Pressfield, like the war of art. I love it. Yeah. I love he talks it. about resistance all the time. And you talk about that the whole time about how, how scared you were. What are people going to think when I, when I published this book called love yourself like your life depends on it. So how did you yeah. deal with that? How did you overcome it? The resistance of
0: publishing? That's, that's that a great book. That's a great question, man. Like, look, at that time, you know, I have a career in Silicon Valley. So now now I run a bunch of capital firm. But back then I was building startups. And my last one, you know, which I put all my money into it and worked for three, built over three and a half years and it was doing really well. And, um, you know, I took investor money finally and had, you know, convince a lot of people to join my crazy, crazy vision. It was working and then it blew up and I lost everything, you know, and I lost investors money and I lost my own money. I was like in debt had all my savings wiped out in debt. I was sick, miserable. Uh, you know, like I basically came up with that practice, uh, locked up in my room and depressed it on my mind to save my life. In all honesty, to save my, I was either going to like get out of it or die trying. There was like no in between. Right. And so it, what I, what I started working on, it actually started to work it really worked and it changed my change really transformed things for me like within less than a month. I think part of it was because of the intensity with which I went at it You know, just working in my inner self. And so when, when I started sharing that with friends, they were like, wow, you know, this is helping me. You need to write this. And I've been writing obsessively over a decade, um, you know, collecting rejection letters, but while building startups, you know, just making myself a better writer, a better writer. So, So I sat down to write it, and what I did was actually I wrote down, um, you know, it's short, but what most people don't realize is the amount of work that went into creating that short piece. It's like an immense amount of work, right? Because I cut out like 90%, 89% of what I wrote. And and ultimately I left only, what I left was a book that I wish someone had given me when I was down, that I would have the patience to read and more importantly apply. You know, there's plenty of platitudes out there, I mean, my Instagram quotes, you know, but Instagram quotes don't transform your life. No, <laughs> you know? you you're you're like, like,
1: When you see them for the two seconds, you're like, oh my God, as soon as you get I up get from it. the couch, you forget.
0: The monkey starts running you again, yeah, you know? Yeah. So how did I, uh, and okay, so putting that book out to the world, you know, I self-published it and I was terrified because I thought, here I'm in Silicon Valley, I've failed, and I'm gonna have to go raise money again. And here I'm putting this book out, talking about how I failed, but look, I, I fixed everything by, at least my life, I fixed my inner self, which by is the only yourself, self that yeah. matters, right? right. Yeah. And how I did it, and I really thought I would be a laughing stock. I couldn't go to another pitch meeting while people were rolling their eyes at me. And how I did it was, I have this very simple hack. I just commit, one is two hacks. Commitment is the big, best hack I have, which is commitments to self and commitments to people I respect. So commitment to self is what made me write that book, I like what made me love my, you know, figure out how to love myself. Commitment to put that book out was a commitment I made to a friend, James Altucher, who had actually asked me to write about it. And I told him, yeah, I'll write it, you know, and if you like it as a book, I'll put it out. And he, and he loved it. So I, I told him I would, so I kept my word. And it's literally this habit I've developed of, um, you know, call it a selfish habit of keeping my word because that honestly works for me. Yeah. You know, so I had to keep my word. I was terrified. I put it out. I literally hid it underneath the table for a month, and a month later it was the number one self help book on Amazon and it's gone on to be one of the best selling books in Amazon four years in a row self published yeah, it's no unbelievable. right it,
1: yeah, did it i mean were you did James Alger did he have to keep pushing you like were you like, no, 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 just resisting, resisting, and then eventually, no. or you were just no. at the point where
0: you're, once i get once I get my word, I gotta do it, okay, yeah, that's a.
1: Yeah, that, that book. It's that it, simple. Yeah, and it's amazing. That book has like 2,000 reviews on Amazon. I mean, it's like it's like To Kill a Mockingbird status. And it's, <laughs> it's it's like this fucking thing. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it probably took as long to write as To Kill a Mockingbird, man. Like the, the level of obsession I to writing it and taking my ego out, only live every word mattered. To the point, yeah, I remember one reviewer said, oh, this is too simply written to be any good. And I remember thinking, dude, you have no idea. You're not a writer. You have no idea what it takes to write the truth simply
1: yeah well that's, yeah that's, no, that's it's crap. no very very true man and you know what there's so many because that would be in the self-help genre I would put it in yeah and yeah. you know like I don't know if like the power of now and like there's so many kind of of these self-help books but yeah they're you know they're really big books and it's by the end of it you're like I got a lot from that but I'm still not exactly sure how to apply that to my life even though I just yeah. read 300 pages you know so I think, yeah. that, like you said in there, there is a lot of power and simplicity as opposed to writing 300 pages of like, okay, like so, so material, you know?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, there's too many books out there. I think nonfiction books are just full of fluff. Yeah. Just to yeah. fill pages, yeah. case studies, this. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, like giving data. Like, do I really need to know data? How many people in the U.S. are depressed? No, the only thing that matters. I'm depressed. Tell me how to fix it. Yeah. Give me. That's literally all I care about. Yeah. Who needs to know data? Like, I mean, I see so many books that are filling with charts and all this garbage, man. It's, it's like it's literally just to maybe make themselves feel more um, capable or make them more expert. I mean, you know, like I, I think that's all garbage. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, you can have big books. But the it has to ma, it has to serve the book. The size right. of the book has to serve the book. If you need to put a lot more, it it's got to serve the reader. The book serves the reader, so ultimately it's got to serve the reader. Right. If I think a lot of that stuff, they're doing it to serve the writers doing it to serve themselves to make just just filler so they can charge more, so they can you know uh, make their publisher happy or whatever. Um, I think it applies across the board. Yeah. So I literally didn't expect this book to be a success. I, I wrote it because I gave my word, and then I had to give the. You know, I had to give my best. Yeah. I mean, that's another requirement. You got to give your all. Otherwise, you know, if you do half ass, you get half ass results. Yeah. You know, give my all, but I really thought I would sell like no copies. I would just buy some to give to friends, and then have to tell them again and again what I did. That yeah. really changed things for me.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and man, changed my life. Yeah. That's the that's that's actually like the the magic of resistance. It's almost like resistance should be we should start looking at it as as almost resistance and arrow saying go there. Rather than we use it as don't go like fear, don't go there. No resistance. I don't know why. I was talking with James Altucher about this yesterday. Um, it's like, I think we've turned it upside down. It actually should be go there, go there. And yes, we keep on yeah. thinking, don't go there, don't go there. We just, it's the exact opposite. A great irony. That's where the magic happens. You know, what if you fall flat in our face, we get up and it, and we learn and we move forward. And, but, but ultimately it's the person to become the faith we have in ourselves that I can keep. Going forward, going for doing these things, and eventually one of those things hits. It's, it can't help, but however you define hits, you know. For me, the book was it was hitting was the success of the book, and the continued success of the book, but more than that, like the connections I get from it, like you reading it, reaching out to me, like all sorts of people emailing me about it, which led to like my other books, you know, like um, where I show that my word that I have the ability to make my words matter for them yeah. to affect lives. Yeah,
1: and it's it's incredible how when you write something like that, and you put out these fifty pages or whatever it is, and everyone that reads it, then it becomes this you know ripple effect where those days where I was doing those things that you talk about in the book of like okay I'm gonna love myself for today or whatever, but by the end of the day I was a better person, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then the people I were talking to, I was interacting with in a different way. Which I'm sure affected them in a small little way, and then they went home to their families, and maybe were a little different in the same way. When you encounter someone that is just really, you know, on point and loving, you're like, I feel better about myself now. I'm gonna treat the next person a little better without even thinking about it. Without even thinking about it. That's without the thing, right? Without even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the so,
0: key. Yeah, it all starts from within, man. That's the one thing I've learned. It all, everything, starts from within.
1: And I don't know why it's so hard with commitment, too. Like we have, a, I, I have commitment phobia for sure. You know, and it's like you were talking about committing to things and actually getting it done by commitment to it.
0: Well, I don't commit easily.
1: You know, <laughs> I've heard you girlfriends choose, their, you 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 know,
0: ex-girlfriends who have complained about that. Yeah, you
1: know? no, that's, that's the first thing that in my mind, too. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of women in my life that would uh, talk about my yeah, community yeah, yeah. problems.
0: No, because when I commit, I'm in. And how you do know? you decide what to commit to? Your heart knows. Hmm. Okay, it sounds cliche. But man, like if you've if you've lived beyond a certain age, let's say beyond the age of five, you can tell the difference between your monkey mind and your heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's it's it, one thing that helps is I meditate every day with that meditation I put in love yourself, the, the seven minute meditation. One thing I've learned is it what comes from within when in the meditation, I've learned to just listen to that. It starts, you know, we think we like this these evolved human, you know, human beings running around with this beautiful new, powerful neocortex neocortex. It's our subconscious, 98% of the rule that basically rules us. And the neocortex just, just basically creates a reason for what the subconscious make us do anyway. Mm-hmm. The real wisdom is, is within that deep lake, not on the surface, right? So if we learn to listen to that, um, and that just comes by practicing, um, that's really all it is. That's how you know. I mean, so it's, I hate getting cliche answers, the heart knows, but that's actually how I live these days and I tell you man every time I don't live that is when my life goes sideways when I live that my life is great it's really that simple so you know after a while your life experience you know is the best teacher and it shows you oh For you sure. know you didn't what you were doing like every time I've closed my heart in a relationship you know I'm the one who got my heart broken that's the irony it's like you close your heart the more you close your heart in fact I wrote about uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the principles in, in rebirth is like mm-hmm. the more you close your heart the more it is broken mm-hmm. versus opening the heart is actually what gives you freedom it's what you bring to the table that really, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that matters anyway and it's the only thing we got control over.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's very true that like I mean I always say clichés on this show too but they're cliché for a reason, you know. For a reason. You right? get what you give like the new radicals are onto something like it's you're you do get what you give. You do yeah, mm-hmm. being vulnerable bringing all that stuff you really do, you know, get what what you're putting out into the world. So it's cliché for a reason. So
0: You know the thing about clichés is I think um we get a lot of, uh, caught up in cliches now in social media. I think that, that the key is how to apply it. Mm, yeah. And anyone who hasn't, <clears throat> anyone's read a book or like watch TV or, you know, been on Facebook and actually tell you how to live your life in a beautiful way, but to apply it, to do it, you have to be an example. You have to have lived it. And that's where the real stuff comes from. I think that's fundamentally why love yourself is successful. Oh, my other books, all my books are successful because I write purely from my experience. You know, I'm not writing from theory. Um, in fact, I have this rule, another commitment to myself that sometimes I'll, you know, I'm working myself. So I'll write things that I want to apply and practice, but, and there's like, I've written like half written books, a bunch of them that are about that, but I'll never publish them because I'm not fully living them. And the books would do great. I know they would, I mean, they're really good, but, uh, if I'm not fully living them, I'm not putting it out.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, that's the authenticity from that first book of you Whenever I read something from an author and I'm thinking, I can't believe that they actually wrote that, like that they actually put that out to the world. You know, it almost makes me uncomfortable that they put it or like how you put things of like, here I am crying or like, you know, I'm scared about what people are going to think about me writing this. And it's like, it hits a different part. I think it hits like that subconscious you're talking about with a reader where you're like, Oh shit. Like this guy's being legit. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is no fluff. Like, this is hitting me somewhere really weird, and it means that this person is putting it all out there. Which then, like you said, people reciprocate. People respond to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really simple, man. We're we're social creatures, man. We need to. be one connection. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is I'm seeing people on social media trying to, you know, being fake about it. You know, using words. If I hear another person use the word integrity, I would slap them. You know, like <laughs> if someone keeps using the word to try to describe themselves, they're the opposite. That's just become my rule. You know, like if people with integrity don't talk about having integrity. They just fucking yeah. do it.
2: Yeah. They live it, you know? Yeah. So
0: I'd say watch out for that. You know, there's all these people using these words. Just, just, um, I think it's ultimately how one lives, for lives sure. their life. For sure. That's all yeah. it is. Um, <clears throat> in a practical manner, in a practical, consistent manner.
1: Yeah, and in, it's hard on social media, man. It's hard because it's so easy to like fall into that like douchey space, <laughs> like putting out like positive vibes just because you're trying to put out positive vibes. But then by trying, you're not even really doing it, you know?
0: I mean, you know, I, I give credit to people for trying, but it's like. I do it the all end, the time. It's, 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 a, it's a matter of practicing it and being it. Right. When you practice to be it. Then you put yourself out there. It's easy. Right. You know, right. you're just sharing of yourself. Right. There is no brand to create, you know, you just you're you. That's the best thing. That's actually what, you know, loving your the the love yourself book did for me. I just put my real self out the world of rather than being like the CEO of who's killing it and all that, just put my honest self out and it freed me. You know, I can just be me. Look, I'm literally half asleep right now. I've, I've been working all night i and working all day. I've had very little sleep and you call me and I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll just do a Skype video, like let people see this crazy, crazy mountain man
1: looking guy, you know, yeah, whatever. I, mean, I actually think I, it's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: me, Just being me. Like, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, just share your stuff with the world. That's where the magic is anyway. Yeah. You
1: know? No, it's cool, man. It's very cool. This one, man, this book, Rebirth, you know, I have to say your first book was, you know, the self-help genre. The second one, Live Your True self-help genre. Uh, it sounds like I'm floating your boat here, but. I really did think that this one took you up a massive notch. Like I think that Thank this you. one, you compiled the last two into this book. You had so many uh, like, how do you say, like, allude? yeah, you alluded to your first book a lot in like the French woman about kissing the back of her yeah. hand and, um, you know, loving yourself. And like you, it's just, you compiled everything, man, in a nice novel, you know, circa The Alchemist. And I just, I, I really enjoyed I just read it yesterday, actually, because I want it to be fresh for really? um, Thank you. The whole thing in one sitting, man. And there were parts where I was like kind of crying. Then I want to go to Spain and walk the Camino de Santiago. And yeah. uh, it's just great stuff, man. So tell tell me about the, the. you actually went and walked it, right? Because this is kind of yeah. like a, it's like an autobiographical fiction somewhat. Yep. Correct?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So tell and me look, about the, the so, Camino. A <laughs> couple of things. Um yeah, I walked to Camino uh, Santiago after my dad died and it was a very transformative experience for me. Now, I wanted to tell all these these life experiences mm. and lessons in a book in a way that's I, I'm a big believer in practicality. I'm not a big believer in like just theory and just putting stuff out there. Like I want people to be like different by the time they're done reading my books. And when I say different, I just mean a better version of themselves because of what they've learned, what I've shared. And and what I've what I've realized also is the best way to share is telling stories, I, you know. Like, look, you know, we evolved. You know, campfire, on stories. Yeah. Kids, what do they do? They make up stories. Yeah. You know, before the written word, you know, storytelling was was that was how like knowledge was passed on from generation to generation. You know, you memorized poems and 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 actual stories of of creation and and so forth. That's how everything was passed on So we are wired to learn through stories, to learn life lessons, wisdom through stories. So I set out to write this the most beautiful story i could of growth of personal growth personal transformation on this camino de santiago which is a perfect vehicle that he's a hero's journey guy walking with a backpack and an ancient pilgrimage from one end of spain to the other mm-hmm. in modern times and the people who meets along the way and what they teach him about life right so weaving in these life lessons and she, and his growth so that ultimately by the time you know one's reading the book you know, the whole subconscious thing. With my book, I, I'm very, I, the way I write, I really layered in such a way so that those lessons are somehow absorbed, they, they're actually literally absorbed within you, but that you have to go live them. You know, that's, I've worked so hard on that Love Yourself, and I think that's also why Love Yourself works, is because people have no choice but to at least try it. And when they try it, this has to work, and then they just continue doing it more, right? Same thing here, except in a story on, on the this uh, 550-mile pilgrimage in Spain, that it turns out still lots of people walk it. Something like a hundred thousand year people walk it from all over the world. At one point, you know, millions of people walked it since the 11th century, and it's a way. Talk about a way to encapsulate life and life lessons in like 30 something days. Yeah. You live, you live uh, like a mini life in that, and you come out different. It's like when you go when I was in boot camp, you know, in, in the military in, in Fort Benning, Georgia. You know, 13 and a half weeks. You know, boot camp and infantry school put together. I came out different. <laughs> I was not the boy, you know, who walked in, who was busting the full banning. The boy who walked you know, the boy who walked out, walked differently, <laughs> carried himself differently, for right? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So that could be a pilgrimage of its own, you know, but <laughs> um, so I chose that vehicle for the story, man, and I've I worked so hard on it. I think I created, I really think I've created something special that I think will, will really cliche um, as the sounds, help people and also give them a good story in the process.
1: It for sure does, man. And honestly, it this could have easily have not been good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. These yeah, types yeah. of stories, it could have yeah. easily have not really moved me at all. Could have been a yeah. nice story where I read yeah. it and then was like that was pleasant. I I had a you know a pleasant time reading it, but really didn't hit home with me for anything. But that's not the case with this book. Um, so yeah, kudos for that, man. I really really enjoyed reading it. What Thanks, what man. similarities between uh Amit? Is that how you pronounce the main character? Yeah, right? the main character. Yeah. Yeah, meat. Um, how similar is that to your life? Like had your dad, you know, actually been that character, like that alcoholic, or did you kind of um not exaggerate, but did you embellish certain parts of the story?
0: I had to embellish a bit because fiction to actually get to the truth, you you actually got to make stuff that serves the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my uh, my dad and I, you know, we had a very like I didn't grow up with him. I was a single mom, raised my brother and I. uh, But I was with him the night he died, and so that all that part is true. And it it was a very troubled relationship. And I ended up walking the Camino de Santiago afterwards, and that's what helped me come to terms with with his death and forgive him and forgive myself. And you know, freedom comes from forgiveness. You know, it comes from like, it's it's one of the greatest ironies, man. All these things, like I say, commitment and all these things, forgiveness, you know, loving yourself, Uh, you know, living, loving others, but you love yourself first. It's if you're selfish about it, it frees you to be better for everyone else. And so that's part of what this book is about is saying yes to life and following, following what's inside. So it leads you to the things you need to let go of. So you can truly then start being free and being yourself. And that's when the magic happens, right? So the, it's interesting. The first version I wrote of this was a memoir. The, what, what you're, the final draft is, I think, the eighth or ninth draft. Oh,
2: interesting.
0: And by then, it's like a fully constructed story. Because I realized in a memoir, often um, to tell the truth, you almost have to write fiction. Because you can layer in so much. And so that's why I set out to write this as a, as a, as a fiction story. Yeah. And also you can create, I layered in, when I walked to Santiago, I didn't know about loving myself and all those things that I've learned over the years. So I was, because it was fiction, I could layer in all these other life lessons that fit in perfectly in this story, what this character needed to learn. So I took like all these years of whatever I've learned and just wove it into one thing versus I could have written a book like step one, love yourself. Step two, forgive yourself. So I mean, so, yes.
1: I don't think that would have worked, you no. know? No, no, no. You're right. It's so much better coming through as the story, especially this story, man. The Camino de Santiago, like the descriptions were vivid because I think you had walked it, you mm-hmm. know, even down to like the type of bird that was there. Or you were talking about the the poplar trees, I think. And, um, you know, those types of, you know, vivid personal descriptions really is what makes a book is, you know, the details. Yeah. You know, what are people wearing? What are we eating? We had bread, cheese and wine. You know, you know the people that like that crazy Ron guy, and like you, these characters, yeah, yeah. You, these characters you meet in life that you write in thirty days really can demonstrate the rest of your entire. You, you can live your whole life, like you said, in, the, in those thirty days, and the people you meet and how they change you. And yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's a great microcosm for life. Doing an experience like that, you come back better. Yeah, and that—that that was my goal with this book as well. To read by the time you don't read the book, you're better because you've actually some ways like experience one layer of that journey you know one one character's version of that journey um and yeah i worked very hard you know and, and written in such a way that someone could actually like read this book and actually follow as a guide and walk the camino you mm. know i wanted to be that accurate
1: yeah and um you know what else is interesting about these types of journeys like i've done the john muir trail in california oh yeah yeah and, that's and, a beautiful um, trail yeah so things have you done that too
0: no i haven't but i i, I mean i Man, Muir Woods, and I just I just you love parts uh, of
1: it. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, but doing those types of journeys, you write, or like traveling, you know, um, God, the biggest thing that I realized is you have you're bringing yourself with you. I think it's Michael J. Fox that said that. Like wherever you go, oh, yeah? there, you, there you are. And you know, so here's this guy. You know, you walk this Camino de Santiago, or when I did the John Muir Trail, no phone. You know, you're meeting all these people. You're out there exploring. And you're still bringing either your demons or your angels with you, no matter where you both. are. Yeah, both. Yeah, exactly. One on each shoulder. And no matter yeah. what, like, you, ha- like, you have to change yourself. And it's so easy to get caught yeah. in the trap. So yeah. easy to get caught in the trap of when I'm out there on the trail, ooh, life is going to be so much better then. When I'm out there traveling, when I finally go on vacation, life's going to be superb and I'm finally sitting on the beach but it never is because you're just carrying along everything with you, you know? Yeah.
0: All those experiences, you know, they make you change. They do. You know, what's interesting is we do something like that. You do have to face your demons. They, they get louder and that's actually beautiful because that's when you really have to face them. And when you face your demons, you realize they have no power over you. They're just Mm -hmm. a shadow.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. You know, that's one of those great ironies, we know it, but we have to live it. But personal transformation, Mm -hmm. you know, and ultimately this is all about our personal evolution, personal transformation, we're all we got, we're here, firefly, blink, we're gone. You know, it's like, what was, that, what was that beautiful light in the process?
2: Yeah.
1: You
0: know, that glow, that's all it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of one of the quotes from the book I wanted to ask you about that I thought was one of the best ones. It's not your wounds that make you special. It's the light that shines through.
0: Yeah, yeah, I fundamentally believe that. I remember when I wrote that, it was a French character telling him, and he even tells parts of, part of it in French. I remember when I wrote that, I, remember, I was like, this might be my favorite part, you know, when I wrote it. Um, it re- Because he he doesn't just say, it; he's actually showing him, he's guiding him to it, right? It's not just a line thrown thrown there and then moved on. Because it's something that the character's dealing with. He, you know, he's falling into victimhood, you know, and with the whole thing, his father, and it, that's how we realize, you know, look, we all have pain. I I don't care who anyone is in this planet. We have (coughs) different version details. You know, anyone who's lived their history, details differ, but inside the human self, pain is pain, joy is joy. The basic emotions, the basic things are the same. We all have pain. Our pain does not make us any special. It's not like because I experienced X, I'm more special than person experienced Y. No, pain is pain, man. Ultimately, that person is suffering, that person is suffering, right? So it's what you do with it. It's who you become, choose to become, You know, it can be a victim or you could choose to actually inflict it on others, which is like, you know, I can't stand when I see it versus you can say that I'll become better because of this. I will come out as I will be better. And I will actually like, you know, when you do that, that's actually when you transform everything around you is when you is who you become. But ultimately, it's our choice what you choose to do with it. So that's a core. core, Yeah, I'm glad you caught that, man. I love that. That's one of my favorite, favorite parts of the book. And I so believe that.
1: It might be my favorite quote, yeah, the entire book, um and I think you say instead of asking why, say what next,
0: yeah, now what, now, now this has happened, now
1: what? Yeah? yeah, now what,
0: yeah, 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 that's that priest telling him that you know, like, and it's another so like I also try to layer in these practical, like that one that's very practical, yeah, in situations It yeah, sure. shows that him yeah. doing it, right, mm-hmm. it's very practical, something happens, we can't control it, we can sit there. You know, let ourselves feel sorry about it for for a couple of years, and you know, what's that done for us? Versus, okay, this has happened, and return to sort of the why, why I shouldn't have, i you know, blah blah blah. Now what? It's now what that actually makes us move forward. It's now what that actually creates our rebirth. Now what, what gives it personal power? Yeah. You know, it, you know, it's our because we're coming from inside out. Now what? Now what do I choose to be? Who I choose to be? Now what do I choose to do? Right. Now what? It's so practical. That simple, 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 simple question.
1: It is. It's truly amazing because it is so easy to get caught up in that where you're two months down the line after something happened, you know, and it's, you know, I remember when I initially was applying for firefighting three years ago and I really wanted to get this job in Colorado. Yeah. And it was with a couple of people that I knew and I had somehow missed the deadline on like the government website to apply for that specific job. And I don't know if you ever applied for a government job, but once you miss the deadline, you're done. You are done. There is no. I called people. There is nothing anybody can do. Maybe an act of Congress. Obama could have come down and changed it. There was nothing anyone so could silly, do. So silly, man. Yeah. Rules. Rules. So rules. I was I was bombed for a couple of days. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to do the stupid firefighting. I don't even. I I don't even want to do this job. You know, screw it. Pretty much. And then after two days, I was like, well. You know, let me at least try and apply for a couple more places. Um, Ended up, you know, getting the job that I love. I don't regret anything. I'm so glad that I went and worked in Southern Arizona where I worked. But man, those few days, that's all I was thinking was, why me? Why did I forget? How could the system, you know, not let me go change it? This is so stupid. And that did absolutely nothing except for me just like wallow in my own.
0: You know, it's actually... It's okay to do that, but there's we should put like a. This time is something limit? very wise. Yeah, this is
1: something I learned, <laughs> yeah,
0: I learned from James Altucher, um, He's talking about you know like the Jewish tradition of Sh- uh, sit shiva when uh, someone dies, a loved one dies. You sit. You're allowed to grieve for seven days.
1: Mm, yeah, you're my, allowed to. Grieve. My grandma actually died. La- she was Jewish, and my- she died last year. And my grandpa did that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, seven days. But after that, what he told me this blew my mind. You're not allowed to visit the grave for a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, traditionally. And he's like it's like, oh, because the thing is, move on. Mm. Grieve, grieve. This is your time to grieve, move on. You can't visit the grave for you. I was like, Oh my God, that's so powerful. Mm. What a tradition. Mm. What if we and, and we were talking about that? It's like, what if we give that cells in our lives? Okay, X happens, give yourself you're only allowed. One day, two days, seven. If if death is allowed, seven days. That's- <laughs> you know, what, what's a breakup allowed? You know, what's what's a loss of a job allowed? What's like, uh, yeah. you know, stubbing your toe allowed? I mean, toe, not toe. Uh, the toe. Sorry, I'm half asleep. Um, you know, make that rule, and allow yourself that, and then then from then on, only anytime you fall, you uh, see yourself falling into the the victimhood or, or feeling bad. Now what? now what? Now what? Now what? I think that alone is transformative.
1: Totally, yeah. And so I guess when they don't have the the type of uh, beer I want, like two seconds, grieve for five five seconds.
0: Oh, <laughs> you give yourself an hour, you know. Cry, wail, whatever. But then you're done. Now what? What yeah. Well, like you know, get some wine. You know, get some tequila. Yeah. You'll be-
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's great, dude. Um, what do you when you were uh, talking about the demons, um, throughout this book and in your own life? What do you still, when you wake up, you know, and I know you meditate every day, do mm-hmm. you still wake up every morning and think, okay, I see you fears, I see you demons, I'm going to overcome you again today? Or have you, through your practices, um, you know, reduced their power?
0: Reduce their power. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do, it, but they only comes by facing them. I don't even think of them that way anymore. I mean, look, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a, you know, human animals. So I'm basically a, you a, know, a, a slightly evolved monkey, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, uh, you know, they, they come in all sorts of guises and forms. Just, I think I beat fear in one form, it pops up in another. It's like a whack-a-mole game till the day I die, you know, but it's a matter of when you start to recognize it. And and face it. That's literally all you can do is face it and go and go. You know, sometimes I don't. I decide not to face it. It's just, oh,
2: interesting. you
0: know, we all have our personal fears and eventually keep on coming up until I have to. Yeah. And that, that They are that way. Right. And then sometimes I do. And man, every time I do, it's liberating. It's literally you. Oh, because ultimately, the only fear we have is the fear of death. The subconscious fear is a fear of death. And all of these are just manifestations of that. We face, face them and we don't die. Oh, how bad was it? You know, because the ultimate, the ultimate loss is our loss of our life. Mm-hmm. So, if it doesn't result in that, how bad was that fear? We survived. We lived. And how, you know what? More often than not, because of that, the uh, great things happen when we face them. Like, look, like I was so terrified of putting "Love Yourself" out in the world. I'm terrified of putting "Rebirth" out in the world. And I've, i worked so hard. It's Are such you? a beautiful book. Yeah, because because I share so much of my personal self.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always Vulnerable. scared, you know. Yeah.
0: It's just, and I don't know if it'll ever go away, and that's okay because if because I feel the fear, I know I put stuff in there. I put real stuff in there. If I didn't feel afraid, I, I would have played it safe, and it wouldn't be, it, you know, it wouldn't be impactful.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's like that. so in that
0: way, it's yeah. it's like a great. It tells me that I did the right thing. Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it's the, the it's so easy to though to run away from that feeling, you know. It's like oh, no.
0: Oh. <laughs> and you know, run away and run away, and then your life will show what the, you know. If your life, I remember had someone uh, email me once, and he said, "You know, I'm a skeptic. I read your book twice, love yourself, and it, but I'm a skeptic. Can you prove to a skeptic like me that it works?" Like, all right, dude, you sp- I make the book really cheap. You spend a couple of bucks, but all right, I'll, I'll like, you know, out of that, made like a few c- whatever cents. Like, all right, I was like, here's the thing: Are you where you want to be in your life? If you are, continue doing what works, man. Kudos to you. Go live. If you're not, and odds are you're not, otherwise, you wouldn't have picked a book on loving yourself, right? If you're not, then try it. What do you got to lose? At the worst case, you'll prove yourself that you were right. You know, at the best case, it transforms your life and you mm-hmm. learn something new, right? It's <laughs> got nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose except your bullshit and the shit that holds you back.
1: Which a lot of people, including me, have built – you build your identity around that. You build your identity around the pain, around the excuses, around – Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We all do, man. I do. And it's like when I do, man, all it does is create like walls between myself and people I love, walls between what I put out to the world, walls between my personal success, my financial, whatever success you want to name it. It's when I really put myself out is when that all that happens. You know, it's human you – know, hum, even just human to human, we want to connect with the human self. And I don't mean like – meet you and just vomit my entire life all over you you know some people do that that's not vulnerability that's just taking your pain and throwing on someone's hair feel my pain Mm -hmm. no it's like share the share your real self the lessons you know and and like how ultimately if we meet someone we should be better for it they should be better for it Mm -hmm. if you look at it that way right what do you do
1: a win-win yeah
0: yeah and i think you can only do that by being open
1: yeah are you satisfied with your life now
0: I'm never satisfied. It's funny, man.
1: <laughs> I always but say, I don't know. Yeah.
0: What, but, you know, like I, it's not a bad thing because it, it makes me strive to do more and more and bigger, put myself out in bigger ways and take bigger challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, it's a weakness, but it's also a big strength. I wouldn't give it up. Uh, what I've learned is actually to like, what I, is try to manage it. And like, you know, not I used to beat myself up a lot. What loving yourself does is that you stop beating yourself or you beat yourself up less. That alone is worth it. Yeah. Right? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I'm hard on myself. And look, I'm insanely hard on myself in my writing. Like every single word has to matter. I will obsessively write and read and read. I give up my life for so long to do it. Is that a bad thing? I don't, I'm really – not really because it results in some really special stuff. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know? Um. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a, yeah, I'm, i still do it, but I try to, I do it in a way that serves me better.
1: Sure. Yeah. It becomes a balance of, of, uh, like contentment, current contentment and future aspirations, doesn't it?
0: Man, that's, that's, part, <laughs> that's, there's a current contentment, future aspiration, man, that's, that's big. Um, I think current contentment. define what you mean by that because there's so much in there right um
1: i just mean that like you have to like when i wake up and if i start working on something and i go i'm so fine with today i'm so cool with like being alive and looking at everything and and doing this podcast with you and this is this is so awesome i'm so content with my life right now i have health and i have (coughs) my family and blah 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 all the things that people want to list for what they're grateful for but yet still not being satisfied still having the thing that's pulling you forward while still being grounded in where you are yeah I mean, both, yeah that's right? powerful it becomes the balance of those two
0: yeah and also the dissatisfaction doesn't have to be some bad like it's like i said it doesn't have to be a bad thing all it is is your inner self saying i want to do i want to do this next i want to do that you know i want to create this i want to be this kind of person i want that in my life that's actually good you know it guides us to um it guides us i think it becomes bad when it's just like when we beat ourselves up and we get stuck in the why, right? and yes. the, the, And then, the now what, and so forth. You know, it's um, sometimes what we think is our greatest weakness is actually one thing I've learned is to if you turn around, it's your greatest strength.
1: You have an example a, from your life?
0: Yeah, like I had someone who once told me, like you know, like so, you think your weak, your sensitivity is your is a, is your greatest weakness as a man, don't you? I was like, yeah, I do, because I, you know, like. You know, like breakups, we all go through breakups. We all have our hard stuff. Those are, I don't know why I devolve, literally I devolve, you know, like, I, like it takes me a lot to build myself back up because I really, you know, when I go all in, it's, it's hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she said, you really think that's your greatest weakness? And I was like, yeah, I do. She's like, have you ever considered it's your greatest strength? And I sat back and thought about it. I was like, well, if I didn't have that sensitivity, I couldn't write these books the way I write them. I couldn't share of myself the way I share myself. I couldn't connect with the people the way I connect, you know. And so many other things. I realized, oh my God, I, I should be like celebrating it, you know. It allows me to also feel and connect. And if it ends, it's okay to feel I feel loss over something that ends. Mm. Except now, you know, thanks to James, I'm only gonna sit shiva for you know three days. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's. I mean, it's such a great thing you told me, man. Now, you know, but I'm adding my own thing. Sit shiva or whatever it is for X amount of days. Death is seven. Anything else, Less, you know, you decide, nail it, commit to it, do that. And then after that, every time you start to fall into it, now what? Now what? Now what? And it's, but it's not a matter of just asking that, it's doing it. Mm-hmm. Now what? Now what? You know, you sit around and like a trained monkey. No. Mm-hmm. Now what? And then you do it. Do it. Life is action, man. Life is movement. Like that's where everything happens. You know, you start here, then you move out. You know, you put it out to the world. You know, I I wrote the book. It was inside. I put it out to the world. That's where the magic happened. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah, it comes from doing something. I think Pressfield talks about that too. And Seth Godin, it's like the "do something" principle. Even if you don't want to, just do something. Do something, and something good is gonna come out of that. Whatever it is,
0: it can eventually. You know, it has to. When you're putting your, when you doing your real thing, you know, when you're putting your real stuff to the world, when you're doing what scares you, that's when you know you're onto something.
1: Yeah, for sure. You mentioned um, like the, the being vulnerable or being um, sensitive. Mm-hmm. How does you, how does that play into your masculinity?
0: That's a good question. You know, because people look at me and say I'm a, you know they consider me quite masculine guy. I've been I've been the military. You so know, I like you
1: I look like you keep staying in shape. Got the tattoo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like so that's not masculinity. I don't worry about it. I don't sit there and think oh because I'm sensitive. Now in fact I think it actually gives me a depth. You know that allows me to actually. Um, You know, I think masculinity is not what we consider like the old, our alpha. You know, like what we consider alpha, males aren't mainly alpha. They're just bunch of scared guys, man. Like puffing up, and I've met very true, true, very few true alphas in my life. You know, and there are guys who are like. Who are strong, centered, but so loving, so giving. Mm-hmm. That's an alpha male. The man. rock. The rock. <laughs> oh my god, the rock is the, I love the man rock. Crush. Man crush.
1: Man crush.
0: No shit, right? Yeah. The rock he really is. He's my hero on social media, man. Yeah, he me really too. he is he's baller.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but very, very few actual alpha males. So I don't think that sensitivity and masculinity are are actually opposites. I think they go very well together. I mean, you look at Rock, I mean, he shares. You know, he shared about I was watching a thing on Twitter where he showed about like how he he was he went through severe depression,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: he said, "But as a man, you don't talk about it, and that's the worst thing you can do."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I've been through that myself, and like I hold up, and that's the worst thing I can do is hold up rather right? than what I need to be do is be out and be loving people, letting them love me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think actually, like masculinity and sensitivity, masculinity and and feelings actually very, go very well hand in hand. It's just how you how you express them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, So I've never thought of those two as as being congruent.
1: Why did you used to think of it as a weakness?
0: Because, you know, um, I think society tells us that and I was listening to it. um, And I felt like I shouldn't be feeling the way I did or shouldn't be feeling so much. You know, so I was kind of like beating myself up. Yeah. But look, I don't even think if I – the whole love yourself thing, I don't think I could have come up with it on my own if I wasn't – I didn't have that sensitivity or that depth to go within and really, like, search for the heart, mm-hmm. you know, which is what saves. It's mm-hmm. the heart that saves, man, always.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Always. Just
1: 100%. Yeah, well, I think it's cool to have, you know, yourself included. The Rock is, of course, like, the idol of these, like, you know, new age men. But, yeah, know, no, no,
0: no, Rock is just a man. There's a new age man or old age man. Rock's a great, like,
1: if he's, he's a real. He's a if great- he's real. Yeah, yeah if exactly. He's
0: real, if exactly. he's as he puts himself out there, my God, that is the guy. <laughs> If he's real, right? Yeah. And I hope, I hope to God he is, man. I hope to God he is what he put himself out to be. My God, it would make me so happy mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he is who he who who he shares himself as.
1: Well, he might be a you know an alien like transplant, dude. I don't even know. He might not even be an actual human. But if he actually is as authentic, you mean like as he portrays? Yeah. Because that's what you yeah. always wonder, right? You're like, God, is this the real deal? Is he kind of a dick in real life, or is he really this person? You, you
0: know? know, everyone's a dick in real life, and some points. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like really, right? Yeah. We're all human beings. I'm sure like you lose the temper or whatever, but it's like who you are overall consistently. Yes, that's what I would right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I think that, you know, so the rock and like these people, like what you're doing, you know, being a masculine guy and at the same time writing books on following your heart is I think what the world needs more of.
0: You know? Thanks, man. It's actually I think you're right on that. Um, it's it other people point out to me, man, like a lot of men read my books, like the Love Yourself book. I get emails from a lot of guys that say, you know, I read that book because I could tell it was written by by a man, not like, you know, not not someone like um, uh, you know, because there's a lot of guys out there, new agey, whatever, like that try to like um, or that that always use all the words but flowers and heart and hearts and symbols but like sometimes it just it just comes from being a man you know like yes. it's okay like look the cover is a guy you know if that is a guy with a gundo's head you yeah. know like, that's a masculine cover yeah <laughs> you yeah. Know? I mean, it's an honest cover man yeah that's why that's where where my mind was when i came up with that practice it was save myself or die yeah
1: no that's why it's so powerful the yeah coming through the Like balancing the the masculinity with feminine stuff is is just the balance of everything, I guess, is what it comes down to, right? Like, in everything, it's just the balance of the two, not being this alpha male and also not just putting up roses and flowers and, you know, being, it's like, God, combine those two in each person. Be a man. You know, be a man,
0: step up. A man steps up, makes commitments, gets shit done, but loves fully from the heart.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: yeah yeah so a man is not like this guy with like oh, uh, you know like just some steroid guy who just like yells and screams against the fights and bars that's a fucking moron Excuse my language you know that, that's not a man a man actually like oh uh, you know a man steps up in life for the for love you know for taking risks you know a man but a man is also doesn't sit around and just I mean, women and men are different, you know, like your yeah. masculine family is different. So um, I think there is there is something there about masculinity that but you can be a man and be a I think you're a true masculine man with an open heart. And you're right. The Rock, as we see him on the, on the media, is the best example I can think of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. go. Just everyone just go follow him. Everybody.
0: Yeah. Years hey, old, I women, love men. I love his
1: social media. Yeah. yeah. Dogs.
0: Everyone just go follow. Everyone the loves rock. the Rock. How can you not the way, you know, the guy you see and he's very open hearted. He is no, totally. He's, he's right. very loving, open-hearted, and, you know, with his daughters, and he tug the kids that he sees, and so forth, you know, and his and his fans. I mean, there's nothing close-hearted. Or, you can tell he's a sensitive guy. Yeah. You can't be, but you know, if you feel, if you feel, you feel. Right. You know, you couldn't just feel one way and not feel the other way. Feelings right. run the gamut, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I heard that he actually wants to run for office in the future. He keeps throwing out I, like,
0: I, yeah, I, I've seen that too. Shit, I vote for him. Why not? Yeah.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: Look, I mean heartbeat. I mean it seems like, you know, like uh, why I mean I'd vote for him. In yeah. a heartbeat. Oh, I'd vote for him in a second. Yeah. <coughs> why was, not?
1: If it was if it was the last two options we had in the rock, the rock in a heartbeat. <laughs> no problem. Rock twenty, Rock twenty twenty. That's a good That's got a good, it, it, got a good it, ring to it, man. Yeah. Rock twenty twenty. Rock twenty twenty. Oh yeah, dude, I'm down. Yeah, and uh coming you had um another line in this book, Rebirth, kinda of talking about masculinity where you said but the main character, Amit, you know, saw this beautiful girl dancing and he wanted to dance with her. But he, man, everyone can relate to this. I know I've done yeah, this. Yeah, Probably yeah. Th- If I had a dollar for every time I've done this, I would not have to work anymore, dude. Where you're yeah. sitting there at the bar, you're having a drink, having a drink, and you see the girl dancing, you're like, I'm for sure going to go talk to her after this drink. You know, after like, this, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next song, the next, when the next song comes on. And then by the time that you don't make the move and don't have the balls to go do it, there she is dancing with somebody else it's kissing some schmuck. another guy always a schmuck, schmuck. Always, it's always a schmuck yeah it's always a schmuck <laughs> you're like oh dude I, here I was like thinking about how I'm not good enough to go talk to her how I don't you know I gotta wait till I'm a little better I gotta think of the perfect thing to say and then boom it's gone the opportunity left vanished and I remember the, yeah. I think the line from the book was oh I'm still a coward
0: yeah you know? and he's like frustrated so he's drunk out of his mind yeah he's like I'm still a coward you yeah. Know, yeah yeah yeah, man, that came from experience. Yeah, we all guys, guys, guys we all done it enough times in our life. Oh I mean, no, I know. I mean, of
1: course, man. Yeah, I know. And then you miss these these opportunities that come up, but you know, over or you know, deciding. There's there's almost nothing more for a girl or a guy to like take that leap, masculine or just that like that's that's almost as raw kind of like fear as it gets, I think, because it also includes the fear of being ostracized from the. People watching, or you know, the like you were saying, the social creatures. You're like, if I go up there and she rejects me, then then what? You know, like everyone's gonna see that.
0: Yeah, and but, then you experience and you realize, you know, I didn't die. Yes, You did exactly. yeah. enough. Fear goes away, and when your fear goes away, when you're not fearful, women can sense it, and they're far more. A, a woman is far more receptive to you when you're not doing a of fear. When you're doing it as a man, hey, I I I love the way you dance. I want to dance with you. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think you're beautiful. I just want to dance with you. Mm-hmm. You know, if she says no. Okay, you <laughs> know, but man, I would bet you if you come from that place, more women would say yes.
1: Oh, for sure, man. It's amazing when you go in, the, even if you don't drink at all. If you go into a place in the this a certain mindset, you know, of the mindset of, you know, um, I guess it's being in like that open, just in that that zone of being okay with everything and not letting your fears take over. You almost don't even have to do anything. The girls will come to you. Mm. You Yeah, yeah. I've literally done it on like a Friday, Saturday night. Where Friday I was in the zone, and it's like just you know, just dancing. So many girls, like no problem. Saturday I look the exact same, right? I'm dressed almost the exact same. All other variables taken out. I'm in this weird mood. I'm kind of like getting like you know anxiety and no nothing. No one wanted to even look at me. I'd go talk to girls and they're just like. You know, it's yeah, like, what, you know, am, I, what most, am I doing different? Mo- most of the
0: communication is actually, uh, sub, you know, is, uh, is, is all these minor cues yes. that we read yes. and we take in. But our mind has to process so much. So yes. it becomes like more like instinct. But that's where most communication happens. Not even the words we're saying, what we're doing. It's how we're feeling about ourselves. Yes. How, you know, when we go up. And sometimes you got to go up when you're not feeling that way to eventually get to the point where you will. Because you realize you don't die. You don't die. And eventually one of them works. You're like, oh. Okay, then you do it again. You know, it's that's the best way to a, to develop confidence. It's just yeah. like face that particular fear again and again and again until it's no longer fear. Yeah. that's where inner confidence comes from. Yes, that's literally a, that's a whole big course of confidence encapsulated right there. That's it. It's that simple. And then find something else you're afraid of. Do that.
1: Yep. Same yeah, same thing. Yeah, job interviews, anything.
0: And I've learned like the more you develop confidence in one area of your life, it actually ripples over to other areas of your mm-hmm. life. You know, but then we can't use that one area as a crutch either. Just like, okay, now that you're good at that one, just continue that. Like, for, like, look, like my first two books, you know, nonfiction. I could have done very continued in nonfiction, but I actually, like, took that risk with fiction to tell the same kind of stuff in fiction. But, man, I'm the confidence I have in my writing now, I never had before. You the should. ability to pull something off, you know. Thank you. Thank you. But that came from actually taking this big challenge, this big mm-hmm. leap, and not knowing how I would do it and just giving my all to it.
1: That's where it's all at, man. That's where it's all yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, dude. Yeah, it's ah, it's so cool, dude. It's so cool. Um, what are you still working on, or like, what are you working on now, like confidence-wise? You have something in your life that you're <coughs> you're developing still, kind of like where you're like, ah, I need more confidence in that. I'm gonna work, work, work at that. Or I guess you just did it with the rebirth.
0: Yeah, I don't think of it almost as confidence. I think of things I need that that um, that are uncomfortable that I have to do. Like for example. Love yourself and live your truth. My second, first two books, I didn't market. Uh, Rebirth, you know, I sold to a, a major publisher, and they took they took a risk on me, you know, like um, a, a you know first time fiction, even though I have a following because of nonfiction, and so I promised them, and remember, keep you know make a commitment, you got to keep your word, you know, my my hack, that I would actually work on marketing this, that I would actually share this, I would go out there actively promote it, right, which is very uncomfortable for me very uncomfortable i just like to put creative put it out and just like be done it's out there you go right so i'm at like like telling people about i'm doing interviews i had to open a facebook fan page which i poo pooed for years i was like that's all ego i hate that stuff now i'm doing it and you know all these uncomfortable things i'm meeting people i'm like hey i want you to read my book you know here i'll like give you a copy you know this it's like it's very uncomfortable but uh, there's a lot of growth that's happening there there's a, I, the, that's how I can tell, like I'm on the right path. This book is, the, putting this book out to the world is making me grow because I'm doing a lot of, I'm calling up people, you know, like who have helped over the years and say, Hey, listen, it would really help me if you actually you to read this book. And if you like it, share it, yeah. you know, I never did. I, it's so hard for me to do that, you know, but it's getting easier and easier. And, and that's how I can tell actually I'm developing confidence and actually asking, which has always been hard for me. Yeah, it's why much is that easier. So hard?
1: Why is it so hard to ask? I don't know. Her? It's
0: stupid. It's stupid, man. <laughs> it's stupid. Because you know, cause often by asking, you're giving the person a gift to be able to give to you. Yeah. Because people want to give right. to you. Yeah. Right? It's I think it's almost like I maybe it's one of my own fears is like to receive from others that I need to work on hmm. versus giving, where giving comes easier to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what does not come easier but that's uncomfortable is asking. So now I'm doing that. I actually, I'm getting better at it. So I'm personally like, from putting this book out to the world, I'm already growing. Mm. I'm already developing confidence in asking.
1: Yeah, and it's you. almost it's almost you get scared that, you know, the people won't want to be your friends or they won't want to, like, oh, Kamal's asking too much or, you know, Alex is asking too much, you know, like, I don't have time for that or you know, something weird like that. But if they say no you Hey, that's cool. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, that's the worst that can happen. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: It's funny. Uh, you didn't
1: get killed. You didn't die. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, man, I keep coming back to how this podcast has finally happened. I think I left that, that uh, message on your blog a year ago, around a year ago. Uh-huh. And then I started, went out live when South America started firefighting and then one day I get the email. And it was about three days after I read this book, or I read this thing online that said, you know, wake up every morning and just say thank you when you first wake up, how can I contribute? And I started doing that, right? So I was like four days. I was like, okay, thank you. How can I contribute? Four days later, I kid you not, on the same day, I get an email from you saying, hey, I saw your message from six months ago. Let's do the podcast. And that was July. So this is another five months later, you know? And then it's like I had messages from people about this podcast, like one girl asking me on a date, like one girl, it was all these weird things. and And it came from me just, I mean, it could be a total coincidence. You know? No, it's
0: not. But Dude, that's how life works. I shit you not. That's how life works. It
1: was so strange. It you're was so, so it. surreal. Yeah.
0: yeah, you're so on it. It's, I don't know how, you know, we all have a theories of nature, reality, whether it's religion or or, or just whatever you want to believe in. But that's how life works. There's something like the, the way, even if you believe, you know, pure just pure atheists. But I think there's something in the way the way reality is constructed, you know,
2: hmm.
0: that how we are inside, what we put inside actually results in how life brings to us i use the word magic to describe it. it's happened too many times to me yeah. you know for me to to in fact now i like i know what to do if my life's not working i just go in and do that kind of stuff and life just starts to work and <clears throat> you know you can't but you have to still put yourself out there you can't just do that and not put out leave a comment on the blog or do this or do that or not have a blog not have a podcast mm-hmm. you got to do the work you know which which is great because you doing the work is is it's important to, you know it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful to do your work, your expression, you. but what you said, that actually works. So what did you actually do? What was a specific thing that you did?
1: I woke up every morning and said, first thing, as soon as I opened my eyes, I said, thank you, just for waking up again, being able to enjoy this day. How can I okay. contribute? And that's it. I said, thank you out loud. And then I would just think in my head, how can I contribute? That was it.
0: It's beautiful. I think that's a great practical thing for, I'm going to try it. Oh, right. thank you, Hawkman. Contribute yeah,
1: yeah. Even just the, it was really also just the thank you, saying it out loud as soon yeah. as I wake up. Thank yeah, you. Um, yeah. It, I believe it's Chris. Oh, what's his name? Chris Wall. He's been on, you know, Lewis Howes. Yeah, he's been on his podcast quite a few times. It's his, it's his uh, idea. So I don't want to act like I thought of it. It's his idea, but just waking up and just saying thank you out loud.
0: <coughs> <coughs> you know, the whole concept of gratitude. There's something really special there. Because we we get too lost in our, um, I was actually thinking about this as like almost like a happiness hack. Every time I start focusing on what I don't have, switch and start focusing on what I have. You know, it's just stories we're telling ourselves, right? We're looking at one data some this data points or that data points, Mm -hmm. same life, but you create completely different stories, and because of it, create completely different trajectories of our life. Yeah. Right. Simple stuff. Just got to be done in a consistent manner.
1: Totally, man. Totally. Well, hey man, I'll let you uh, get back to what you're doing. Tell everyone um, how they can get a hold of your books, where they can find you, stuff like that.
0: Thanks, man. Um, well, so this one's going to be in bookstores everywhere, and also on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and all that stuff. It's called Rebirth. Um, you can always go to rebirthfable.com and just I'll have you know a page up there about wherever it's available. Um, and it's fine. I'm I'm all over. I'm all over the web these days. I, I'm pretty quiet, but, you know, I like to share only when I have good stuff to share, like Twitter, Instagram, all that, just my name, Kamal Ravikant. Um, but, you know, I hope people buy this book and enjoy it. I I really I really work to create something special that'll that'll outlast me. That, yes. And something that's also timeless, a story, that's why I chose The Pilgrimage, because it's a story that you could walk a hundred years from now, and it's still, the fundamental, the story will still stay the same. Yes. So I, that's, so there's no... I, you can. They won't get outdated, yes. which was actually one of my goals with the story. You know.
1: Yeah. You compiled. Uh, yeah. You just. You compiled so much into this. The practicality. The story-wise. I just. I, I really. I. I honestly thought it was just fantastic, man. I really did. It's your creme de la Thank creme. You. It's your. It's your pinnacle, dude. It's like Thanks, when uh, Ryan Ryan Reynolds did. Uh, what's that movie? Deadpool? Deadpool. Yeah, and that's like people are like people are like, oh, he just made his career with this book. That's rebirth, bro. That's it right here thanks
0: man that's very kind of you
1: yeah so cool man well stick around for uh, a couple more minutes but we're in the podcast there dude thanks for so much for coming on kamal all right man hey guys thanks so much for listening i hope you enjoyed that episode make sure and go to facebook share this i'm going to randomly select five to get a copy of kamal's new book rebirth and as always go to alexstar.com gonna have show notes up on there links to kamal's book Uh, going to have YouTube videos on there, contact me, all that good stuff. And I will see you guys in two weeks from Austin, Texas, where I am moving to tomorrow, actually, driving out there. So if anyone has any tips, suggestions, or want to hang out, make sure and get a hold of me. Go to alexstar.com, email me, Facebook, all that stuff. So enjoy uh, your guys' next couple weeks here, and I will see you guys on Tuesday. Later.